Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is Love Your Work Life, episode 117. Whether we're thinking about it consciously or not, we are in a value exchange with our jobs and ultimately our careers. This is what I mean by that. How you feel at work, the career moves you've made over time, all of those decisions along the way and how engaged you are is a reflection of the value that you're giving, that you're offering, and the value that you are receiving in exchange for that. Even your interpretation of the value that you are receiving in exchange for that. For example, Let's say that you are unhappy at work. And this can be anything from annoyed to mild discomfort to Sunday scaries, okay? When you feel like this at any one of those levels, it's a good sign that the value exchange isn't equitable, meaning you're putting all that out there, you're putting all that value, you're making all those contributions, but what you're receiving in return for that doesn't match, doesn't align, is not equitable with what you are offering, what you're giving and contributing. Maybe it started out that way and something changed, or maybe you accepted something about that job or opportunity, and you had a little red flag, but you decided that you could handle it, you could deal with it, but it's starting to wear on you. You accepted an inequity in that value exchange, and it's not sustainable for you in the long term. Your work is value that you are putting out into the world. It's worth something. It's valuable. It doesn't matter if it's work product, ideas, strategies, results. It's things that you are creating on a daily basis. It has weight. It has impact. Even the thoughts inside your brain that materialize into contributions that benefit the organization as well as internal partners, external customers, people that are part of the business and people that your company serves through your role and contribution. It's important to note this back and forth, this value exchange, what you're offering and what you're receiving is in the form of both tangible and intangible value. Let me dive a little bit deeper into this. Let's say 
that you know you're capable of more. There's an opportunity presenting itself. So you get the promotion and the pleasure of utilizing your capacity feels so good for a while. But eventually you start to feel resentment. You start to feel unhappy. Part of you may even wonder, what what happened? What's wrong? This used to make me happy, but it doesn't make me happy anymore. It's likely that something has gone sideways in the value exchange. It could be you didn't get enough of a raise with that promotion. And now you realize the value of your contribution isn't being reciprocated in the form of dollars. Or maybe that promotion seems so good, but you got in it and now it takes more of your time and energy and focus and you're missing out on some of the work-life harmony that's valuable to you. That's the intangible value. So notice how you're feeling a certain way because of the, and I'm moving my hands up and down. (laughs) I usually talk about this on a Zoom call with a client. So I'm using all the hand motions here. But the issue is that the value exchange is not equal anymore. And that's why you're feeling bad. Give that some thought. So here's what I offer you to figure that out for yourself. Because everybody's value equation of what's important to them at work, what's important that they receive in return for what they're giving, and the ratio of intangible to tangible value is different for every single person. So only you can decide what that means for you. Here's another example. I've helped clients who left high-paying corporate jobs for roles in nonprofit organizations because the value of doing meaningful work became more important than the money that they were receiving, the salary, all the goodies associated with that corporate role became less important. And I've also had clients do the opposite, leave nonprofit for a corporate role because the value of what they were receiving in tangible dollars for the work didn't feel equitable anymore in the nonprofit. They wanted to get paid more for their knowledge, skills, strengths, and experience. Hopefully that kind of gives you a picture of how that value equation, that value exchange works. Let's assume, and I know you are, that you're showing up as your best self. That's a given. So the value that you are giving is full of integrity and the best that you can deliver. If you're not feeling great, then what I want you to do is write out what you are receiving or what you want to receive in exchange for what you're providing, what you're giving, what you're offering in your job. 
And like I said, this is tangible and intangible. Here's some examples. Salary, tangible. Benefits, tangible. Meaningful work, that's an intangible. Relationships at work, an intangible. Using your skills and abilities, that's an intangible. Do you receive appreciation? That's an intangible. Other tangibles might be unlimited PTO. There is a dollar figure in a way attached to that. It, it could straddle intangible as well because the opportunity for unlimited PTO also offers you something of value in the way of work-life harmony. But I want you to think about all of these things. What do you want in terms of the value you receive? Write each of these down. Start with a list first and then go through each of those. If it's a long list, then maybe you, you know, you pick your top four or something like that. Ultimately, what I want you to do next is to write out what each of these mean to you. So if you chose meaningful work, what does meaningful work look like for you? If you wrote out relationships, what do positive relationships at work look like for you? Does that mean you have a chance to go to lunch with people? Does that mean that you get a chance to um, have relationships where you are influencing things in the company? that you have an audience with certain people inside the company. Write out with as much detail even what something like appreciation or praise and recognition means to you. Because what I've learned is that what praise and recognition means to some people would be a horrifying experience to other people. For example... You might be in a role where praise and recognition looks like walking across a stage and receiving an award and hearing the applause. For some people, that form of praise and recognition would be a terrible experience. They would much rather have a handwritten, sincere thank you note. Vastly different. You can see What they want to receive in terms of intangible value is appreciation. But the form of that value is very different. That's why it's so important to play this out a little further and go beyond the list to what do each of these things look like for you. Next, ask yourself, are you experiencing what you want? Are you receiving what you want? You've got to be honest with yourself here, because if you're not, then you're lying to yourself. You're not being authentic to yourself. In some weird way, you're kind of disrespecting yourself because you're not listening to what your needs are, to what your values are. Don't do that to yourself, my friends. You are worth everything that you want. And it's okay to give yourself permission to want what you want. But you've got to be aware of it and you've got to articulate it for yourself 
so that you have clarity around that. Because without clarity, you're just going to be in this weird soup of cloudy mediocrity, accepting whatever is being served up and being unhappy the whole way through. So don't do that. Now that you've got your list of what you want to receive, now that you know what those mean to you, what does it look like, and whether or not you are receiving that or experiencing that, what are your thoughts about what's happening? What is the story that you're telling yourself about what you're getting or not getting? It's important to know what you value because you may decide at some point that certain things are more valuable to you now than they used to be. I've had people respond to me that in their younger years, work-life harmony was more valuable because they had little kiddos at home. So they wanted to be able to leave right at five o'clock or take time off in the middle of the week for a special presentation at the school or whatever those things are. But later, after the kids are older or grown, they can accept a role that is more demanding of their time. Notice for yourself how what you're receiving in value and what you appreciate in terms of that value exchange can evolve over time. That's, that's normal. It makes total sense that that would change as you change and grow and experience different things. As you're paying attention to that, is there something that should be valued higher now because the absence of it is painful? And I'll give you a very specific example. Let's say that you're told, and this has actually happened to me, you're told that there are no other roles for you in the company, that you have gone about as far as you can go. Or maybe you're told, I'm sorry, but we don't give raises. The only way that you can increase your pay is to achieve your bonus. And so you're faced with that And you have to decide, okay, am I staying or am I going? So you start contemplating what leaving would look like. What other roles would you get? What other industries are possible for you? Maybe you are in an industry and sales is one of those that comes to mind that this is pretty common. Sometimes sales roles are really heavy on commission versus salary and a bonus. So if leaving your role means you would take a more of a commission role and that doesn't feel comfortable to you for whatever reason, well, it's good to know that. When I was leading a sales team and hiring salespeople, I can remember a person very, very distinctly that was actually unhappy with the salary commission arrangement. This person wanted less guaranteed salary and more commission, a higher commission percentage, compared to other people who wanted 
more of a guarantee in terms of salary and lower commission. Why would a salesperson want less guaranteed dollars and higher commission? Because the value exchange for them was, I have more control over my destiny. The more I sell, the more I make. There's no, there's less of a cap than a lower commission and a salary. On the other side, the person who wanted a higher guaranteed salary and lower commission percent valued the security of those guaranteed dollars more than controlling their own destiny and having a higher cap on what they could make if they sold more. I think you can can see where I'm going here. But in the end, as all of this is going on, as you start managing to your value exchange and the, the bits of that that are important to you, if you decide that you want to look for something different, but you're not just going to quit and <laughs> take a career break until you find something, how do you manage what's happening in a job where you feel undervalued, in a job where you feel there is an equity in that exchange, you get intentional about raising the value on something else. In your own mind, you can make decisions about how much you value something. Perfect example from my career. I worked for a very toxic CEO. I reported directly to this person. It was a really challenging situation, lots of narcissistic behavior. And I knew that tolerating that behavior wasn't going to be sustainable. But also part of that behavior was taking responsibilities away from me. I think they call that quiet firing. So as responsibilities were being taken away, I wasn't giving, I wasn't being given the opportunity to provide as much value to the company as I used to. And it was wearing on me because I like giving at a high level. So how did I tolerate that situation? How did I manage that situation while I looked for another job? I focused on the value of my team the relationship with my team, the wonderful collaboration that we had together. That was of very high value to me anyway. So I just ratcheted up the story I was telling myself about the value of my team and de-emphasized the value of my contribution in the sense of I'm going to value what I am giving instead of lamenting the things that, I, that I'm not being allowed to give anymore. You can play around with that ratio by the story that you're telling yourself. Now I'm going to blow this up a bit. If all this is going on for you, you're weighing it out, you're gauging your happiness, and you are measuring and evaluating the value exchange for you, then it's happening with all of your people too. 
Think about that, managers. Every one of the people on your team is experiencing a value exchange as well, which begs the question, do you know what your people value? Do you know whether they are experiencing an equitable value exchange? Do you know what's important to them in terms of tangible and intangible value? Imagine if you did. Let's say you notice someone on your team who is unhappy, distracted, or disengaged in some way. Is it possible that there's something going sideways for them in the value exchange? Yes, absolutely. And it's your opportunity as a leader to uncover that. In Gallup's most recent report on the state of the workforce, they found that dissatisfaction, unhappiness, and disengagement at work are at an all-time high. 50% of workers feeling stressed on a daily basis, 41% worried, 22% sad, 18% angry. These are the experiences of the people in your company, on your team. Maybe these are things that you are experiencing. What are the factors contributing to this dissatisfaction and unhappiness? Lack of culture that emphasizes respect, community, and contribution acknowledgement. Unfair treatment, like being mistreated by coworkers or inconsistent compensation, and other things like unmanageable workloads, unclear communication from managers, lack of manager support, and time pressures or being asked to do more with less. Did you notice a common theme in those lists? Intangibles, my friend. It costs you nothing as a leader to show appreciation to your team for their contribution. It costs you nothing to be a better communicator and make things clear and be a good listener. So this isn't just about salary. It's about the intangibles. People will stay. People will be loyal. People will continue to deliver at a high level when the value exchange and the ratio between intangible and tangible values are meaningful to them, are meaningful to you. Would you stay if there was a little change in the ratio there and more of your intangibles that are important to you were being offered on a regular basis, I venture to say yes. It's not always about the tangibles. It's the intangibles. It's appreciation. It's gratitude. It's meaningful relationships. It's opportunities to collaborate and contribute at higher levels. That is what makes people tick, my friends. 
So take this idea of the value exchange, first of all, for yourself. You've got to connect the dots for yourself. If you don't, you'll have a harder time connecting the dots when you start noticing your team and their behavior and how engaged they are. Have those sincere conversations. Get to know your people because everyone is unique in what they value in their story about the value exchange, about what they're getting in return for what they're offering. So take the time, get to know what that's like for your people and look for the freebie ways that you can acknowledge what's valuable to them and start delivering on what's valuable to them. You will be so happy at how that starts to change the tone of the one-on-one relationships, as well as the team overall. And you'll feel better too when you do it because there's something really cool about the intangible value of contributing to someone else's career happiness. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again soon. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.